Hello guys, and welcome to episode 52 of the G-Men Journal, and episode 29 of the DW Podcast. Um, today we are doing a crossover podcast between the G-Men Journal and the DW Podcast, so uh, welcome Dylan, thanks for doing this crossover. Uh, yeah, uh, we are here to talk about Mel Kuyper's fourth mock draft season two rounds, but we are only going to talk about round one because, I guess, time purposes, or right. lack of interest in the second round, or whatever. Um, I guess we will, um, we will kind of just explain whether we agree or disagree or whatever we want to say about each of his predictions um i'll preview for the dw podcast that we will be talking about um the draft three times next week we will do a draft preview slash mock draft you'll be on that one um then a on the day of the draft like before it um then the next day we will be doing a first round basically review i think we're gonna grades and then on sunday it will be the first anniversary of this podcast um where we did buy, sell, or hold, like, the first round of the NFL draft. Now, that was also, I'm pretty sure, the day after the first round of the NFL draft. So, we'll be removed from the draft completely, because at a Sunday, that will be, the draft will be over. So, I think we are going to do all of the first round, and then some other assorted picks that we'll decide at some point next week on that pod. Um, you can preview what you Yeah, so, here. coming up, I think we're going to... Um, uh, I intend to have Dylan on um, one where I'm going to do a seven-round Giants mock draft. Um, that'll be sometime next week, probably, um, like, a Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. Then um, uh, then um, on Friday, I'll recap the first round, as that will be the anniversary of um, the first anniversary of this podcast, as the first episode was a review of last year's draft, the uh, anniversary this year will be a review of uh, the first round of um, this year's draft, so that's what to look forward to on mine, so I think we will get into the actual podcast today here. Yep, let's get into it. Alright, so the first pick um, that Mel Kuyper has in this mock draft 4.0 um, is Joe Burrow going to the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that at this point that seems like a no-brainer, barring any... Um, huge changes um, within the next week. Yeah, I mean, unless all of a sudden the Bengals want to trade down, which I don't see why they would. Um, I think this is pretty much a lock, assuming the Bengals have the first pick. Um, obviously, Burrow was the best player in college football this year. Um, I think you could argue that he seems, in some sense, maybe not as much NFL-ready as other quarterbacks, but... Maybe not. Maybe you like Joe Burrow's play style. I think there are comparisons to Tom Brady. I don't really see it because there is at least a slight bit of mobility and probably a lot more than Brady there. So I don't think that's the comparison. But I think Joe Burrow is a lock at number one. Uh, so do I. I would agree with everything uh, you said. I don't see the, the Tom Brady comparisons, nor do I think it's fair to put a Tom Brady comparison on Joe Burrow coming into the league because, quite frankly, even if he hits his ceiling and then some, I still don't think he's going to be Tom Brady level. I just don't think no. that's fair I, to put on someone. And I don't think I, I don't think 
Texans, especially coming into the league with Tom Brady, are fair because Tom Brady was a 199th draft pick. Right. Guys going to be the first draft pick. Um, I don't see I, – I don't like that comparison, but I think Joe Burrow could be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's hitting Tom Brady. I think he could hit a ceiling. To be honest, I quite frankly think he will hit a ceiling, but I don't think that will be a – Goat or in the goat conversation, I think right. he'd be like maybe a pro bowler, all pro. Like I think he'll be a great quarterback, but not Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. So the next pick is Chase Young going to the Washington Redskins. I think, in my opinion, uh, this isn't a total lock, but I do think it will end up happening. Um, I agree. I think, barring any trades, once again. The Redskins will end up with Chase Young. Um, and we, we've seen mock drafts where the um, Dolphins and the Chargers both trade up to take quarterbacks, but I don't think that is necessary because I don't think either team's going to trade up for a quarterback. Right. I, think, I think the the highest in the draft of teams hitting tra- trading up is four to the Giants just – whether it's the Chargers, I guess it would end up probably being the Chargers. Um, if just to if they really want to uh, and want to steal right. the Dolphins, um, so I I, I I like this. I mean, I obviously like I've probably said a bunch of times. I think Chase Young is by far the best talent in the draft. It's just that the team with the first pick um, is kind of in need of a quarterback, right? Um, but I think if we're talking straight up talent. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player, but I think he is the most talented, at least coming out of college. I thought he was the best player in college football last year, but defenders don't really win the Heisman. Um, I think saying that it's Burroughs fair, but I, I think if you're taking Chase Young at two, that's ideal. Yeah, I would agree with everything you said. I think he's definitely the best talent-wise player in this draft. Um. Again, I think that this isn't a complete lock, as there is a slight possibility that um, that a team uh, trades up with this pick. Um, I don't, I don't see it happening, so I, I, I would agree with this pick, um, and I think it will end up happening. Um, and I, I think I agree with everything you said there. Yeah. Um, so now we move on to the third pick, where we have the Lions taking Jeff Okuda. Yeah, another one that seems to be a somewhat lock here. Um, I don't think it's a complete and total lock. Um, I know, Dylan, I think you definitely don't think this is a lock I don't um, at all. But no. I think that this is, in my opinion, this is the pick here. And I think that um, I would agree with the top three that Kuiper has here. So this is my opinion, but I feel like, and I, I don't know... Maybe after the combine, or maybe not. But I feel like um, not necessarily like at the same level. But I think Burrow, Young, and Simmons have kind of, kind of. Maybe you would just say this for Burrow and Young, but have like stood as the top tier guys in the draft. And I, I think Simmons should be on that level too. So for that reason, if we're talking in terms of talent and what they could use, I think. I say Simmons is a no-brainer here. That being said, they obviously trade Darius Slay, who is arguably their best player. Um, 
and at least their best cornerback, so I think the Akuda pick makes sense. I, Even though I think they end up taking Simmons here, I think him, Kuiper, saying Akuda, or you thinking Akuda is completely fine. Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, and I think definitely talent-wise, Simmons is probably that third guy, and I think that and I think that that tier one in my mind is definitely Burrow Young, and I think in most people's minds. But I don't think, I truly don't think Simmons is that far off as far as sliding into that class there or that yeah. top tier. But I just think cornerback at this position is such a glaring need. Um, as you know, they obviously traded away Darius Slay, who, like you said, is or or was arguably the best player on that team. So I think uh, replacing um, a guy like Darius Slay with a guy like Jeff Okuda. Um, I think Jeff Okuda can be the leader of this Lions defense uh, for years to come. I mean, I think Okuda's good in theory to um replace a Slay. I don't think he'll be as good, at least for a while, if not ever. Um, they brought in Desmond Trufant. He is no longer... Um, I mean, I guess you could argue that Desmond Trufant could be the best corner on your team. Um, I don't know if you necessarily want it. Um, I don't know. I think Okuda would be a good pick for them, but I think Simmons has is just too big of a talent to take Okuda over him. But that might that's just my opinion. Um, yeah. So now we move on to the fourth pick where the Giants select Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think if he's on the board, this is a no-brainer. I would agree. Um, but if he's not, obviously, then I think they look off into blind men. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that the, the perfect um, one to draft um, is is Simmons at four for the Giants and then and then a tackle um, at, in the second round. Um, actually, in this draft, um, Kuiper has them taking Austin Jackson. Um, with their second-round pick for the Kuiper House of the Giants, that is. Um, I think that yeah. that would be a great first two rounds there if the Giants could pull that off. My one concern would be I'm not 100% sure that Austin Jackson will be there with the 36th overall pick. However, yeah. I think if I think if they can come away with that pick, I think that um, I think that that's a perfect dra- uh, first and second round. Like you said, I think Isaiah Simmons is is a truly a top-tier talent. Um, the only, I, I think, and you brought this up in the Cash or Trash podcast that we did last Saturday, um, that, um, I don't know, I guess that Simmons, or not Simmons, um, we, we see how the Giants are kind of pursuing getting Chase Young or Simmons, although I don't think they're going to get Chase Young. They would be, they would take him if he was there. Um, but that being said, they don't continue to per pursue defense if they're both off the board um so I, I don't know I feel like Isaiah Simmons is the guy at four no matter what um I I kind I think the Chargers are going to trade up to four um and take Tua but um yeah I think I think the Chargers are going to trade up to the Giants at four um I think the Giants still end up getting Simmons at six. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think if they could end up pulling that off, meeting the Chargers trading up to four and the Chargers taking Toa at four and then the Dolphins taking Herbert at five, um, 
I think that in the and then the Giants take Simmons at six. I think that if you can if you can still get the guy you want and still get maybe a second rounder or whatever they will end up or they presumably would get in return from the Chargers, I think you basically get a second round for free there. And I think that that would be definitely the way to go. Now, the number five overall pick to the Dolphins is an interesting one, um, being Herbert. Um, Now, I I said, and then you followed with the Chargers trading up to take Tua, but I I think, especially judging off of this, with... I assume the Dolphins are only taking Ter- Herbert because of Tua's injury concern. Um, maybe the Chargers trade up to take Herbert at four if they think the Dolphins are going to take him. Um, yeah, I don't. I think it's going to happen because I think the Chargers are going to trade up and take Tua. But I don't think if Tua is still on the board for the Dolphins, I don't think that's ideal. Yeah, I think that. I think that I don't personally think that the Chargers would trade up because. From what I, I've heard, I think that either of these teams would be content with either of these quarterbacks being Herbert or Tua. Yeah. Um, I, I know, and they say that, but I don't think... Um, I, I'm sure they both have their favorites. So. Right. Um, now, that being said, is it worth it giving up a good second-round pick for them? I would don't think so. Right. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think this quarterback class is very interesting. In fact, that it's kind of it's good at the top, but is it good at the top because there's a lot of QB needs in this draft? Right. Because like for I I don't know because maybe not, but in last year's draft, um, where is Herbert going? Maybe like fifteen because third quarterback taken. I'm pretty sure was fifteen to the Redskins where they took Dwayne Haskins. Um, Although I do think that if Herbert came out last year, that I, I think that the Giants would be idiots not to take Herbert over DJ. I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm not. I know that's based off of her. I, I don't know because Daniel Jones seems always seems like the guy for the Giants. Whether it's going to be at six or seventeen, I think if Tua comes out, um, there. I know he couldn't have, but I'm, I'm just throwing it out there, like. He could have. Um, I think they would have taken. I think that's a no-brainer. I think it's possible that Tua goes one um, in last year's draft because, or I mean, were Tua's injuries have dropped draft stock because he was probably the number one guy before he got hurt this year, and he <laughs> would have been the number one guy if he could have if he was draft eligible last year had he not gotten hurt and Kyler Murray's stock. Risen, I guess, because he won Heisman. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a very weird, maybe interesting year for this quarterback class. Yeah, I would agree. All right, so we will move on to number seven, as we just kind of talked about. Number five and six, five being Herbert uh, to the Dolphins, and six being Tua uh, to the Chargers. So number seven that Kuiper has here is Derek Brown um, out of Auburn going to the Panthers. Um, I don't like that whatsoever. Now, I, maybe it's fine, depending on who's there, but I feel like, and this is my opinion, because I had um, to think about 
this. Um, I had the Giants taking Worfs at four because I had Simmons off the board, and I don't think they're pursuing Akuda. I think they are pursuing Simmons, so I had Simmons at three, Worfs at four, the two quarterbacks at five and six, and then I had um, Akuda at seven. I think it's possible that the Panthers trade down. Um, I, I wouldn't bet on it once again, but I think the Panthers could trade down at seven if Akuda and Simmons are off the board. Um, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think I had Derek Brown going 14. That was a little late. I think in my next mock draft I put out, he'll be going slightly earlier. But I don't think he's the guy at number seven. Okay, yeah, I would kind of agree, especially if a tackle goes goes four to the Giants. If In the scenario that you just played out, I think that Bakuda is the guy here. Um, and even in the description that Piper wrote for this, he said that if Simmons or Akuda fell to uh, Carolina here, that they would um, probably jump on them. But then he also says that Derek Brown would be a great fallback um, pick. Um, however, I do think that if Akuda and Simmons aren't aren't there, I think that they start picking up the phone to trade offers and potentially listening to offers to move back. Um, just wondering, because we did no trades, who'd you have the Panthers taking in our mock draft we did on your podcast, like, a, two weeks ago? Or I had the same pick here. So you had Derek Brown? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, now we have the eighth pick, the Cardinals taking, no clue. I just Christian Worfs. Thanks, I was not looking at this mock draft. I looked at it, like, an hour ago. Um, I completely forgot it. Uh, I think... At eight, this guy's ideal. Um, I still would not be 100% sure that he's going to be on the board. Uh, I think if the Cardinals really want an offensive lineman, I think he's the guy at eight. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I think without a doubt, this is an ideal pick if he's on the board. Yeah. Um, I think we start getting the possibility, especially if Akuda and Simmons are off the board. I think they could take one of them if they were on the board. I don't see them fall, either of them falling to eight. I think right. if the Panthers trade down um, for, like, let's say the Jets, for example, the Jets end up taking an offensive lineman at seven. Um, let's say they take Worfs and Deidre Quills, I think, could be the guy at eight. Um, I think yeah. the Cardinals probably end up taking a lineman, whoever it is. Same. Uh, so now we have the ninth pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, they take Jerry Judy, wide receiver out of Alabama. I really like this pick. Um, I, I think it's possible it ends up being the case if nobody who they like is on the board. Um, I don't know. I think it's possible. I think Jags could end up taking a receiver. I think they... I, I think it really depends what happens in the picks before them. I, I right. think they would be fine with the receiver. But if somebody like even Derek Brown, even if they're not necessarily in need for defense, if Derek Brown falls to them, um, I think that's ideal for them. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so the next um, pick here is uh, Mekhi Becton going number 10 overall to the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, that's good. I had him going there. Uh, I, 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 this might be just my, this might be only my opinion. I don't 
I kind of like him as a prospect, at least slightly more than Jedrick Wills. That being said, I think in the NFL team's eyes, they're probably going to take Wills over Becton. But I, I, I think Becton is the second best lineman in this draft. Okay, um, I think that I would agree as terms in terms of prospect. I think that um, that Becton is probably a better prospect than 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 Wills. But I, I mean, maybe he's like a hit or miss guy um, with his like crazy athleticism. But he's yeah, I don't know. And I but I also think that that I would agree with. I think that Wills is probably the more um, NFL ready, like day one starter i think that wills and Worfs. i think whoever they go to they're they're your day one starter at tackle yeah i'm less sure about becton i think he probably is right he goes to a team in need of an offensive lineman but if he happens to fall maybe he's not a lock to being an opening day starter um yeah i think it's an ideal pick for the browns yeah yep all right, so at number 11, um, another tackle goes here, as we just kind of talked about, Jedrick Wills at number 11 to the Jets. Oh, I didn't even know. I think I got to the top 10 and stopped looking. Um, not because I was not interested, just because I got distracted and something else. I don't remember why. Um, I think this is ideal. I don't see him falling to 11. I think he either goes 7 or... Or not seven. I think he either goes eight or ten. Because mm-hmm. even though I like I I just said with me thinking Beckton's a better prospect, I think he's a safer pick, and I think most NFL GMs would go with him. Um, right. So I would not be surprised. Also, if Akuda and Simmons are both off the board at seven, if the Jets, like I said, if the Jets trade up and take worfs or wills um i I think there's a very good chance the jets end up with wills probably not at 11 okay i think yeah i would agree with everything you said there um and at number 12 here kuiper has uh the las vegas raiders selecting cj henderson quarterback out of florida um i think that this is i think that this is a good pick um for the las vegas raiders i i don't love it i don't think it's bad but i feel like the Raiders could need an offensive weapon. I think if the Raiders are looking defense or uh, I guess if the Raiders are looking non-receiver, I think this is the pick at 12. Right. Um, but I, I think the Raiders should try to pursue getting a decent offensive weapon. Yeah, and I think that if if they were looking um, to get an offensive weapon, I think that this is the place to be, um, especially with um, – Kuiper just preview has has two receivers going in the next three picks. Um, as you you know, as you have um, a lot. This is a very deep receiver class, and maybe maybe they do wait till their other pick uh, at potentially nineteen um, to wait to get you know a receiver if they still think that one of the top three, potentially even one of the top four, as Justin Jefferson has has kind of made uh, waves coming into that top class of, of wide receivers. Maybe they wait to go wide receiver there. Yeah, I think if you're considering Jefferson one of the top-tier receivers and they want one of those, I think that's fine to wait at 19. But I don't think if you want one of Ruggs, 
uh, Judy or Lamb. I don't think they'll be on the board at 19. So I think I think right now is a good time to snag one of those three receivers at 12. Yeah. Okay, so the next um, pick that Kuiper has here is CeeDee Lamb going 13 overall to the San Francisco 49ers from uh, the Indianapolis, from the Colts. I think this is ideal. That being said, so do I, don't, I, I don't think he'll be there. I would not. In okay. my mock draft, I had rugs going there. Um, as this draft process kind of kept going, his stock has kind of fell. Um, not not far, but slightly at least. Um, I think Lamb would be the ideal pick if he's on the board. Yeah. Okay, so at number 14, Kuiper has... Um, Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia, going to the Bucks. I think that this would be a great pick, uh, shore up that offensive line um, around new quarterback Tom Brady. Um, I like this a lot, too. I had him going pretty high in my mock draft, probably a reach. Um, I think it was even higher than 14. I think this is an ideal pick. Um, I, I had them taking Derek Brown, but I don't think he'll be there now that we like really – have gotten close to the draft. Um, I, I, I think this is a good pick at 14. Yeah. Okay, so at 15, kind of a surprising pick here, um, as Kuiper has um, the Broncos take Justin Jefferson, um, the guy we were just talking about, uh, to the Broncos here. I think that I think that if they're looking receiver, to me, um, Ruggs is the pick here. Um, the Ruggs fall is, is very real in this mock draft from Mel Kuyper. Um, I think that that Justin Jefferson could be the pick if all three of Lamb, Ruggs, and Judy are all off the board, then I think that this would be a fine pick. But I think with Ruggs still on the board, I think that Ruggs make more sense to me with this pick. Um, the only thing that I see with... I mean, I mean, I guess for Jefferson and Ruggs both, they were both playing great quarterbacks this year in college. I mean, I guess Tua got her and but but still, um I, I don't I thought Jefferson was better than Ruggs in college. Um Jefferson happened to be I thought I was reading about this actually earlier today, that Jefferson was the top pass catcher on the national championship winning L S U team. Yet he yet his teammate Jamar Chase won the Blinikoff. Definitely said that wrong award. Um I, I think Jefferson might be might be the guy at fifteen, but I don't think he's real. I like I think if the top three receivers, or at least in my opinion, the top three receivers are gone, I think you feel safe taking him at fifteen. But yeah. I don't think you're taking him over Rugs either. Right, I would agree. Okay, so at sixteen, Kuiper has uh, Clavon, Jason. Yeah, Jason uh, going to the Atlanta Falcons. Um. I don't love this. Um, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I had him taking C.J. Henderson, but this mock draft has him falling. I had him, I'm pretty sure, going the next pick to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think this is fine, actually. I, I think it's fair. Yeah, I, I don't completely love it. Um, I think that, that a cornerback uh, would probably be the way to go here. Although with C.J. Henderson off the board, um, I think that that would be a bit of a stretch to take a corner here. So I think that 
if CJ Henderson could slide, obviously they have Kuiper has him going a lot earlier. I think if Henderson slides, then I think that this would be a great pick. Um, yeah. So now we have 17, which is the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they have, uh, Kuiper has them taking Xavier McKinney safety out of Alabama with this pick. I think that, um, again, this would be a great pick for, um, a cornerback with Byron Jones's departure, but I think that, um, I'd be fine with Xavier McKinney um, at least upgrading that secondary as a whole, even if that secondary position isn't um, at cornerback. Um, I think this, uh, even with Byron Jones' departure, I think, I, I don't know, I think you maybe, I, I don't know, I don't love this pick. Maybe I don't think McKinney's the guy at 17, but if you're looking secondary, maybe he is the guy, assuming right off the board uh yeah i think if they are pursuing a secondary member i think he could be the guy at 17 but i'm not sure yeah i think i think that if they're not going secondary i think that the guy kuiper has going next would be the pick um which i'll just reveal it now uh javon kinwell i think that if they're not going secondary i think that would be the pick um in my opinion Kinlaw is a better prospect than McKinney, but I think that um, I think that secondary is obviously a need, as we've talked about, so I think that this could potentially be the pick here at 17. Yep. And then at 18, as I just talked about, um, the uh, Javon Kinlaw goes to, uh, to the Miami Dolphins. Um, I don't know about you, but I think this is an absolute, absolute snag at 18. I, would, I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I would 100% agree. As I just talked about, I think that Javon Kinlaw, if he slides this ball this far, I think that um, e- even if you're not necessarily in need of a D-tackle, I think that starting at 14-15, I think that even if you're not in, in need of a D-tackle, I think it's one of those things where, you know, even if you're not, like I said so many times, even if you're not in need of a D-tackle, it's one of those things where it's, he might be a can't-miss prospect, especially if he falls that far. I don't know that overall he's a can't-miss prospect, but I think that if he's falling past, like I said, 13, 14, 15, I think that you have to take him regardless of, of what your needs are. I feel like anybody who maybe from, I guess, I, I, I think particularly 16 where the Falcons took Chase in, I think if you're looking for a guy in the front seven, I think this is a good pick. I know Chase and him are um, two different positions, but still, I think this is an ideal pick. Probably, like you said, ranging maybe from like 15 down through the rest of the draft. Right. Okay, so the next pick um, is is Jordan Love going to the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that this is certainly an interesting pick. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't, I don't completely love it. However, I don't. I also don't think that Derek Carr or Marcus Mariota is is the guy long term. However, I just think that that having three potential starting quarterbacks. I don't think that that's the way to go in one room. I mean, that being said, I know. This wasn't exactly the case with the Cardinals last year. One, considering that they 
had the first pick and two considering that they only had one potential starting quarterback on their roster. But is this a situation where we see in not too much time, whether if like slightly after the draft, maybe even before, during the draft, if they are packaging one of Carr or Mariota and then he starts as a backup and he could easily move up to the starting if one of them is not under, if one of under either other underperforming or is the bringing no success to the team. I don't love this pick at 20, though, because I think it's a slight reach. If you asked me, like, a month ago, maybe I would have liked it because maybe I would have thought he was falling at this point, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think at 19 that this doesn't make a ton of sense. I think that... I think that... I don't think that you end up trading Mariota. I think that maybe you end up trading Carr, but... Because I think you don't sign. If you sign Mariota and then trade him and then take Love here, I think that I would question the front office's plan. Um, because I think that you know maybe you end up trading Carr because I don't think that Carr is the guy long term. I think that I don't completely love being love Mariota being the guy long term, but I don't know about like I've said three three potential starting quarterbacks um, in in the same quarterback room. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, and I don't know if Love at 19 is the guy, even if you're okay with three quarterbacks. Right. Um, okay, so then at 20, um, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kenneth Murray, linebacker Oklahoma. I think that this is a, a solid pick, and I think it depends on who you ask, but I think that um, either um, Murray or uh, Patrick Queen um, is the guy here. Yeah, I agree. I think we had each of them like switched spots in our mock draft like a few weeks ago. Uh, right. I I personally think I had Patrick Queen, but I think Kenneth Murray's fine too. Yeah, I, I think you know as we kind of. As we just kind of said, you know, these guys are probably interchangeable somewhat, in my opinion. Um, I think that e- either one of those guys um, is is a fine pick for Jacksonville here. Yeah. All right, so at 21, um, he has the Eagles taking um, Henry Ruggs. I think that if Ruggs falls this far, I think that that would be a great pick. However, I think in reality, I don't think he falls this far. Maybe this... Maybe this is the place where they take Justin Jefferson and then those two guys end up getting flip-flopped, which I'd be fine with. Um, yeah, I, I would not bet on either of them being on the board. Um, right. The receivers are like Denzel Mims and a guy from Arizona At- State whose name I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Ayuk, uh, something like that. that guy. He's actually the next pick, just a preview there. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I love this at 21. I mean, I don't love anything that the Eagles do that is, I like, that is good. But in right. some sense, I think if the Eagles are getting him at 21, it's a win. I think the Eagles are getting Jefferson. I think it's a win at 21. I think any of those top four receivers, if they manage to fall to 21, it's, it's a good pick for them. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. And as I just said, um, at 22, um, Brendan Ayuk, um, goes goes to the Minnesota Vikings uh, 
probably messed up that name, but uh, whatever. I'm not sure if they. Well, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if receiver. I know they lost Stephon Diggs, and this is. I know that game. was a big loss for them, or they kind of trade. I guess they traded. Right, but this is Stephon Diggs, but. I don't know if receiver is the pick here at 22. And I actually think it's interesting because this is this is the pick that Buffalo gave them for Diggs. So I think that, you know, it's interesting if you're the Minnesota front office and you're willing to more or less swap Brandon Ayuk for, for a Stefan Diggs. Um, in some sense, I think that's fine. In another sense, they have a pick. I don't know which one it is. Um few picks down probably um assuming yeah 25 25 i wasn't sure if it was 25 or 26 and i wasn't going to say 26 and it not be 26 um i think this is a fine pick if at if you're like i think this is a fine pick maybe at 25 i think it might be a slight reach at 22 when you could get a potentially a better option and still get him at 25 yeah i think maybe maybe you look to your guy, Zach Bond, um, out of Wisco, um, at, at 22, maybe something like that, or maybe if you look farther down, maybe something like uh, uh, Antoine Winfield um, or something like a A.J. Terrell. Um, some of those defensive guys, I think, would probably be a better pick, um, and I think, as you alluded to, I think that um, you can probably still get um, a Uke at uh, 25. Yeah. Okay, so at 23, um, guy I just mentioned his name, your guy out of Wisconsin, Zach Bond to the Patriots. Um, I like this pick if Jordan Love is not on the board. Okay. Um, I think Jordan Love, I don't know if I had it at the time, but I think Jordan Love's the guy at 23 if he is, um, if he's there. I might be completely mistaking, but I feel like you had Herbert falling to 23. I did, yeah, you're right. Um, and I think that's a no-brainer if he's there, too, but I don't think at this point there's any chance he will be. Well, Um, well, that was just because I think that that was the, the point where everyone, where there wasn't as much concern around Tua, I think, over the past week or so, the Tua's stock is, has plummeted. Well, had Brady even signed to the Buccaneers yet? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, because we did a post-free agency. Yes, okay, I didn't even Um, yeah, because in that case, I feel like that's fair, but, um... Yeah, I, I don't I don't love this Zach Bond. I love Zach Bond. He was awesome this year, but I don't know if he's the guy at 23, especially for a Patriots team that should have a mostly returning best defense in the league last year. I think you try to pursue um, some somebody's offense, and people can blame the somewhat down season, even though they went 12-4, and four, somewhat da- the down playoffs. Um, right. on Brady, but if you his options were so bad. I think if the Vikings don't take him, I think the Brandon IU kid is a good pick here. Um, I, I think receiver could be a need just because of how terrible and how they kind of sold their team's chances last year in the playoffs. Right. Okay, so the next pick we have here uh, 
is AJ Terrell, cornerback out of Clemson, going to the Saints. Another pick. I I I I, I kind of love it. Um, I think once again, like I like it a lot in terms of for the team, but I don't know. It could be a little bit of a reach once again. Yeah. Okay, so the next pick is another quarterback, Jalen Johnson, going to the Vikings. I think that, I think that maybe you take, maybe you go, if you're looking to take a cornerback and a receiver, I think that you could flip flop these picks. Although I would probably go Terrell over Johnson. Um, uh, I would go Terrell over Johnson as well. I think. Uh, yeah, and I think I would take both of them at 22 over the receivers just because I think this is a, a fairly deep, at least a decent prospect receiver draft, and I think you would get somebody who you're at least half interested in at 25. Right. I, I think the cornerback is a way to go or somebody else on the defense at 22 and then a receiver at 25. Yeah. Okay, so the next pick that we have here um, is the Dolphins' third pick of the draft or first round, that is um, – as they take um, Antoine Winfield Jr., safety and cornerback out of Minnesota um, at 26. I think that this is, this is um, a great pick um, if, he, if he falls. Um, Winfield is probably one of my favorite prospects in this draft um, because he's, he's literally your do-it-all secondary guy. He can guard everywhere. He can guard the slot. He can play deep safety he can do basically whatever you ask him to do in the secondary so i think that this is a great um pick for the dolphins and an immediate upgrade um to their entire secondary so i i, I don't think if he, if you're looking at the talent he's that great of a prospect but if you're looking at like a do everything guy or like a very solid guy i think i don't think he will be and i, I definitely don't think he will be like in terms of all-around talents, or at least, like, all-around, like, do-everything guys, he is, like, a top-ten guy in the draft in that sense. Right. He does not have the talent, though, in each of those categories to be a top-ten pick, but I think this sure. is a very, very, very good pick at 27. Yeah. Okay, so at 27, um, the Seahawks take Cesar Ruiz um, out of Michigan. Um, I think every mock draft I've seen for a while – for most of them, have the Seahawks taking a turn. Gross mottos. I definitely said that name wrong too. Um, right. Twenty-seven, but I I don't mind this pick. I, I don't completely mind it, um, but I think that if I think that this could be a potential great pick for the Giants in the second round. If Austin Jackson is off the board, I think if Jackson's off the board and somehow. Um, Ruiz can slide down to them. I think that uh, Ruiz is the way to go for the Giants. Yeah, I don't mind. I like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, as we kind of wind down here, um, 28 uh, to the Baltimore Ravens is Patrick Queen. Again, a guy that could potentially go earlier. This could easily be a Kenneth Murray selection if they end up flip-flopping um, like we've talked about previously. Um. Yeah, I think, I at least I already previewed that I think Patrick Queen is maybe a better pick at 20, or, or a better pick for whoever wants him if they're debating between the two of them. But I think Patrick Queen, 
I think you saying or anybody saying that Kenneth Murray is better um, is fair. And I, I know this is a dumb thing to compare it off of. Um, but these teams, or both of these guys, were on not good defenses in college. Right. Um, I mean, LSU's defense was not horrible. Oklahoma's was horrible. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that's not something to compare it off of, but I still think that kinda should say something. Right. Okay, so I think that, um, like we said, I think that Patrick Queen could go potentially at 20 to the Jags and um, that Kenneth Murray could be the pick um, at 28 for the Ravens. But anyway, um, a guy you just talked about here goes 29 to the Titans. Deter Gross Matos, um, edge rusher out of PSU. Uh, like I said, I think he, either from the range of might to is going to go higher, but I think this is another good pick for a Titans team that is probably bound to have a significantly worse year than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I don't, I don't know, maybe not, but I feel like an offensive pick could be ideal here just because the defense... I mean, the offense was only really looked at as good because um, Ryan Tannehill such, had such a surprising year, but I don't see that happening again this year. Mm-hmm. I know they have Derrick Henry, who will come into this year as a fringe... No, probably not fringe, probably a top-five running back in football. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I like. I don't mind the pick because he's so talented, but I think they should look offense at twenty nine. Right. Okay. So at thirty, um, the Green Bay Packers select T. Higgins, wide receiver at Clemson. Um, I think that this gives another weapon to Aaron Rodgers um, on an already solid offense overall. Um, this is probably the pick. Um, if if he's still on the board, um, I think that this could be the guy that puts um, the Packers' offense over the top and potentially gets them over the hump in um, a very comp- or what should be a very competitive um, NFC uh, North this year. Um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure if receiver is the pick at thirty, but T. Higgins, awesome, he right? So fun, and I know I. I, I personally probably more than you value college um, more than you do, but but I think, and I know that's not all that matters or really much necessarily that matters when we're talking about draft prospects, but I think the fact of how good he was in college probably compared to other receivers in this like 20 to 30 range um, could probably help him. Yeah. Okay, so um, the third first pick um at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, Noah, no clue how to pronounce this last name. Ibegane? I, I don't know. Ibegane, uh, something like that. <laughs> Crazy. Um, uh, I, besides the fact that Roger Goodell's probably going to have to struggle to pronounce his name. I think this is a pretty good pick. Yeah. I, mean, I think this is a very deep, or at least solid, first round for secondary members and receivers also. Right. Um, I think he... 
I, I do. I like it. To be honest, I like it. Um, you can't. I can't bet on the guy being good at thirty, especially considering DeAndre Baker went thirtieth last year. Um, but it's not a bad pick. Yeah. Okay. So the final pick um, of this mock draft and um, of the draft here, um, or of the first round, um, is DeAndre Swift, running back out of Georgia. Um, we talked about this somewhat um, on our Cash and Trash podcast. Um, whenever that was, last Saturday or Sunday, something like that. Um, But this was a guy that we talked about potentially going 32, as I think that, if I remember correctly, the the rumor was um, that Kansas City was looking running back. Um, I think that, I'm pretty sure we both said cash. Um, So I think that this is um, the pick here, Um, DeAndre Swift, running back. Um, out of Georgia, I, I like this pick. It improves an already terrific um, offense. I think that if they can get a defensive guy with this pick, I think that, that would be great. Uh, with the guys they have on the board, or Kuiper has on the board here, I would not take any of them. Um, just because I don't, I don't like any of the guys on the board uh, with this pick as far as defense goes. Uh, maybe if the cornerback, Noah, um, uh, yeah, I, I got you. From uh, 34 uh, to 32, I think that, that would be the pick. Um, even though, and I know I just said um, I kind of value the college picks, but I think Swift could be the guy. Um, Swift grew up around here, kind of, um, random, but I, I know he went to St. Joe's Prep, which is a powerhouse in Pennsylvania, to put it simply. Um, I think they both played with pretty amazing offensive linemen throughout their college tenure. Um, Georgia, or Swift particularly, played with probably future top 20 first, at least first round pick. Um, Andrew Thomas, Wisconsin, played with no, Jonathan Taylor played with um, Tyler Biotis, who is for a while was going to be a first round pick and a bunch of other solid O-linemen. Um, I think either one of these guys you can't go wrong with at 32. Yeah. Okay, so I think that that basically wraps up this crossover episode. A very long episode here. Thank you for uh, listening all the way, if you did listen all the way. Um, and I think, as as me and Dylan both mentioned um, very earlier um, in the podcast, we will both be putting out um, a couple of um, episodes leading up to draft week. So uh, this was fun. Thanks for doing this crossover with me, Del. Yep. Um, thanks for doing this crossover with me as well. <laughs> right. Yeah, so make sure to check out our podcast next week or if Ben does any later in the week. Uh, this was a fun one. We will be talking only draft for the next week, I guess. Um, then we'll go back to random stuff unless sports majestically returns anytime soon um yeah thank you guys for listening yeah all right so that will be it for this crossover episode thank you guys